We've got a few texts through. Yeah, we certainly have, Benny. This is back into your lap. No name on oh. this one. Love your work, Ben. Ray usually gives us a Sunday moral. Can you give us a tip, please? Have you got anything out there for the battlers? We got off to a nice start there, didn't we, with that message? A deep voyage, I think, is a certainty. So it's at Hawkesbury. As soon as you say the C word or the M word, for that matter, racing-related, of course, uh, you're asking for trouble. But I do think it should be winning stepping up to the 1800 for the first time there in Hawkesbury. It's around even money. If you want one at an each-way price... Uh, we've got one a little bit later on in the day. Race six at Grafton, number one, full press. It's currently $6, $7. I think it's worth having a play each way. So a couple there. Yeah, apologies. I forgot to do that as I went through all of the scratchings today and last week's one, which is good news. I was informed by a few listeners that Ray's strike rate has fallen through a floor, uh, the floor a touch lately, but I'm sure he'll be back with a bang. If you don't my back raise tips, I don't seem to go that well. But that's not me questioning his ability loyal. to find a winner. No. I'll tell you who did send me some tips last week very quietly, and those tips did exceptionally well, mm. was the coach of the mighty Canberra Raiders. Was it really? Yes. He's always loved his racing, he Ricky has. Stewart. He does. So, well, if he can carry you to victory, he can do pretty much anything. Ricky, your team looks to be absolutely airborne at the moment. I. I think it's fair to say the performance against the Dragons, it, it was a W next to your name and that's all that you needed. Was it the pass mark that was required or, or do we need to build from there a bit? Uh, morning, boys. No, we, we certainly got to improve from that performance. Um, that was I, I thought that was a uh, stage in the game there where we really could have went on with it and we, uh, we didn't. Defensively, we let ourselves down and uh, they got momentum from uh, uh, our lapses in defence. So, um, no, we definitely got to improve. Ricky, is it probably testament to where you are in terms of how good a season you're having that you walk away from beating the Dragons in Wollongong and you're still not happy? It's almost a show of uh, to the fans that you know, you're now ex- the expectations are getting higher and higher with the Raiders each week. Well, if you if you want to be honest about your uh, uh, season and 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 contest at the back end um, you've got to have those that well, that type of mindset or attitude uh, dog because it's a um, uh, it's such a tough competition and, and any weak moment like uh, some of those lapses on uh, Friday night uh, can, can cost you you know and you want to jump onto it now before it can before it bites you on the bum so to speak you can view stats either of two or three or four directions a lot of the time, and this is one that I think can be interpreted both ways. So you guys have had a lot of close finishes, 10 games decided by six points or less. You've won eight of those. That would suggest that when the going gets tough, you guys manage to find another gear. But is the flip side of that also that, like the Dragons, there have been occasions where your boys haven't quite been able to put a team away when the opportunity was there? Well, that, that was the case the other night. Uh, then it was uh, the situation was there, and <clears throat> we we didn't take it. Um, but I don't want to take away from some of the uh, wonderful attack that St George got us on too. They they mm. played very, they played some very smart attack, and and ended up uh, getting us. And the I said it after the game that the the character and the courage and the teams not to be questioned. I, I know up there like individually these players, but we um, we just need to tidy up some areas. Ricky, you had some interesting comments at your uh, mandatory press conference in Canberra last week about the media blackout. 
uh, and you think that the players have been hung out to dry, so to speak. Are your thoughts still the same? Yeah, but I, you know, it's <clears throat> I don't want it to be, you know, like as soon as I make my my opinion or give an answer in those press conferences, I read about it for the next three days, doggy. So <laughs> I don't want to be reading about it again for another three days. <laughs> That's what we do, Stick. That's it. And you do it very well too, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ricky, I wanted to ask you about Jack White and when he announced he was leaving. I guess there was some thought that you know maybe the season might sort of. Not so much implode, but it might derail. But it's almost galvanised you blokes even more, hasn't it? Yeah, mate. It was, you know, you know, you know Jack fairly well, mate. It's it's for for us who do know Jack, um, and for those who know what our team uh, is like, it was that was never going to happen. Um, the decision was made and and made on the grounds of um, what was going to help Jack in regards. He's he's. Um, uh, family and and the the change in lifestyle, you know. Now he's been here since he's been 16 year old, and it's a, he wanted a change of scenery, and and I get that, and I, I, and I totally understand it. But it was never going to derail the season. Jack's too too much of a competitor and a fighter to uh, um, to to fall into that type of um, you know, category. Rick is such a passionate coach and such a passionate uh, person. And you love your team so much. Did Jack leaving, like, did it just hurt you personally, given I know how much love you have for every one of your players? And you can tell by the way that they play, they play for you as well. Well, mate, from a, from a relationship point of view, yeah, it's not, not hurt me. It's, uh, it was more, more the fact that, you know, you're losing one of your own. And um, as I just said there a moment ago, I, I get the reason. I understand Jack fully in regards to uh, why he made this decision. Um, but the, the the good the great thing about coaching is, you know, I'd say probably ninety percent of the players I've coached, I could still have a beer with, you know, and the the ten percent they're the ones that you know sometimes you can't handle tough decisions. I I haven't been able to handle tough decisions at times, and um, but there's 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 not really a player that I've uh, I've coached that you're not going to have a beer with in ten years' time, so to speak, and you know Jack be one of those blokes, you know, I. Uh, he won't be too far away and uh, we'll be forever mates. When you have a drink with a few of your current team in about 10 years' time, I dare say one of the main discussion points might be the celebration we saw the other night. Uh, it had a, a real Ashes theme to it. And to be honest, worldwide, if if it, somebody upsets Piers Morgan, they make my day. So congratulations to your boys. You must have had a chuckle. Oh, of course. I mean, the world's pretty crazy if you can't, can't laugh at that. And... I, I would even think the English cricketers would have a laugh. It just happened to be Elliot was the uh, the batsman. But um, look, you know, we take ourselves too serious at times. If you can't laugh at something like that, surely God, you know, where where uh, the world's going mad. It's uh, it was very. It was I, I didn't personally. I didn't see it, and um, it was right down the bottom corner. I I, I didn't see that, and I'm talking about it after the game. So. I got to see the replay of it, and I've watched it a couple of times, and I thought it was quite hilarious. Were you aware of uh, of a plan to do that? Clearly, it was orchestrated. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I heard I heard they were uh, planning something the boys. I was promoting the fact that I wanted them to obviously get as many celebrations in as we could. <laughs> uh, but I, I was promoting the the uh, try for July because of uh, obviously it's going to help Daniel and Nathan uh, Stapleton. Um, you now I've coached against Daniel and. Um, 
he's a high-profile high-profile figure in the game, and the game's there to help him now. And Nathan Stubbles and I've coached him at the Sharks and recruited and coached him, and and, and still in contact with him. And I know this money he will be unbelievable towards. I know Nathan's rehabilitation because he is after he's got a he's chasing rehabilitation at the moment, and he's got to. Uh, do this in Sydney and all the Gold Coast um, and it does cost a lot of money in regards to transport and the rehabilitation itself so it will go to a great cause so um, I know Jim Bannigan organised a, a wonderful luncheon for Daniel on Friday in Sydney and uh, it raised a lot of money so that's a great cause and a very unfortunate uh, circumstances but uh, that's where the game is uh, so so good uh, for people who are in need Ricky the bloke that sits in this very chair Monday to Friday comes from Junee. You used to play with him. He talks himself up as a great player. I remember him. Is he as good as what he says? What was he like out there? I mean, you know, he's got a rap on himself. You usually talk to Laurie probably after eight or ten beers. I talk to Laurie quite a lot sober. He's a very humble man. He's a very humble man. Um, And I can promise you he's a better player than what he speaks. Um, I was very, very fortunate to play with the great Laurie Daly, and um, we have many, many memories. You know, Benny, when I speak to Laurie, we bag Ricky. When <laughs> Ricky speaks to Laurie, they bag me, and when I speak to Ricky, we bag yeah. Laurie. So it's just like this Bermuda Triangle where we all bag each other, but then to each other's faces we go, great to see you. Yeah. There you going, champion. It sounds like a triangle of trust. I have lots of friends like that. I can promise you, Dean, we both don't really like you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, that's the truth. Hey, did you have a bet yesterday, Stick? I had a couple. No, no results yesterday. Nothing? Um, no, poor day, but I'm glad I helped you out last week. Oh, went gangbusters last week. Yeah, it was a good weekend. Very good. Hey, if I could uh, have a if I could have a bet on anything this week, it'll be that there'll be at least one more article about you and the Blues job. Am I right or am I wrong? You know, I keep getting asked uh, about that, and it's all speculation. And personally, I'm, I'm uh, I said this last uh, last week to somewhere that uh, I've won Origin series and I've lost Origin series as coaches. As a coach, I should say. Now, I understand exactly the feeling where Brad is at the moment and we need to support him. Um, it's not a matter of talking about who or what. Brad's, uh, Brad's our coach and you know, we've, got to, uh, we've got to get around him in need. You know, and it's a tough time for a coach when you're uh, obviously 2-0 down. It's a, it'd be a really uncomfortable, tough time because he's a winner. He's had a lot of success over, the, uh, over his career as a player and this would be uncomfortable and um, <clears throat> somewhat awkward for him. So, you know, it's it's important we get around the players and get around our coaches because it's a, um, a difficult period for New South Wales at this stage. Ricky, it's that, it's that fine line and that debate, isn't it, as we in the media and also social media, uh, how we go after coaches when they lose origin. Is it over the top or are coaches fair game in origin because we know how big it is and how important it is if we are getting beaten? Hey, coaches are fair game in any any competition or sport. Um, that's just the, uh, the nature of the, the, the media and sport. Um, they've got a job to do. Coaches have got a job to do. And, you know, it's, you know, I've, I've been there. I've, I've had, had uh, um, you know, media or people chasing you when you're not doing well. It's a, um, it does come with the territory, but it's a, not, as though, not as though it makes it any easier, but you don't mind doing when it's, people with experience or people with uh, the knowledge. It's it's when 
It's when you're getting criticised by people who actually don't know, and that's they're the ones you don't probably listen to. It, and it's and it's just something that comes comes with coaching. It's unfortunate, but it's a, uh, a part and parcel. And so I say, you know, when you're winning, you've got a lot of friends, and when you're losing, you find out who the real ones are. Ricky, does it affect you that criticism, or are you now just experienced enough? And I know your personality very well that it's water for ducks back. Or are you human? And yes, like any criticism, I guess we tend to take some to heart. It, as I just said there a moment ago, mate. If it was a if it was from a, a mate or someone you respected, you sit down with them and then you try and get to a solution in regards to okay, if you really think that this is how I can try and fix it. Um, but if it's not, as I say, if it's from people who are just trying to seek a headline, no, it, it really doesn't. Uh, you know, it's it's not something that uh, takes much uh, much of my mind because you know you, you're obviously busy trying to get to a solution, get to get to a uh, your strategies and planning. It it's really doesn't affect you that much. But as I say, if it's someone you respect, you know, and I've had this before. If it's someone you respect, you, you ring them up and you sit down and talk about it and say, well, what's your opinion? How can you help me? What about Buzz and I? Do you respect us? <laughs> well, you're the two I'm talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, uh, what do you what do you think of boom boxes? We were having a discussion uh, a little bit earlier, and we've got the open line to anyone who wants to call three one three five three five three. Things that little things that annoy you. It appears. Uh, my friend to my right has a bit of a bugbear with boom boxes and, and how the New South Wales players were behaving the other day. Does loud music upset you? Not if it's Johnny Cash. <laughs> That's more like <laughs> it. I could listen to that. There's not much Johnny Cash coming out of those boom boxes. It's just not that either. boom box crap. <laughs> yeah, no. no. I'm not a fan of... Uh, oh, look, I, I love music, obviously, but uh, you know, the choice of music at, uh, nowadays is probably a little bit beyond me. <clears throat> What's your favourite band, Stick? Oh, I'm still a Jimmy Barnes. I'm a Jimmy Barnes, Johnny Cashman, uh, Bruno. Okay, fair enough. Hmm. Well, we'll oh, wait cool. to see whether in a couple of years' time the boombox is blaring with Johnny Cash yeah. and, and Jimmy Barnes down there at Coogee. I know what would be said, Benny, mm-hmm. if the boombox was anywhere near the Canberra Raiders dressing room and there was a loss. <laughs> I know where yeah. the boombox would be positioned. <laughs> and it wouldn't be pleasant. I feel as though that's a fair point too, though. This is all about whether you win or lose. The behaviour is kind of secondary. There's no issue walking along playing music down at Coogee if you're too zip up, whereas uh, the criticism's always going to be there if you're not. Ricky, team's absolutely airborne at the moment. Best of luck for the rest of the season. And I'm sure, like many, you'll be watching on eagerly there on Wednesday to see whether New South Wales can claw one back, albeit with the series over. We appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks, Rick.